Welcome to the SCORE Podcast, where small business matters, helping entrepreneurs, startups, and small business owners launch, grow, and thrive for the life of your business. Hello, and welcome to today's SCORE Podcast, where small business matters. My name is Armando Ojeda. I'm a SCORE volunteer. And here with me is my co-host and colleague, Tom Nixon. Hello, Tom. Well, Happy New Year, Armando. Well, and Happy New Year to you, Tom. You know, this is January. This is the beginning of the new year. So Happy New Year to all of our listeners. And so appropriately, uh, we're taking on this program on National Mentoring Month. And at SCORE, of course, we deliver mentoring services, which we're very proud to do. That's our value proposition. And so we observe National Mentoring Month by recognizing our valued mentors and the work they do in guiding and encouraging their small business clients, which they do a very good job of. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, mentorship, I think, across SCORE, certainly in our chapter here in Southeastern Michigan, mentorship is at the heart of what we do. It's in our DNA. So when January rolls around and it's National Mentorship Month, I think we even take it a little more seriously and really dig in. And it's a good time of year, too, because it is the first of the year. It's when a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners start, you know, doing some vision casting and some planning. And, um, if you're new to it, or even if you're a little bit experienced, you're going to want to rely on a mentor throughout your entrepreneur journey. So, um, you know, we've, we've talked to on the show, as you recall, we've talked to mentors and mentees alike. Sometimes we pair them together and they share their stories. Um, recent examples that come to mind were Detroit Cycling Center and Bravo, um, who, you know, have been through a little difficult years. We all have in 2020, but emerged on the other side stronger. They actually, not only did they survive, but they thrived, Armando. Yes, they did. And, you know, that's a, that's a really good point that you made about, you know, as people start to plan their year, you know, as they think about, you know, where they might need some help and think about, you know, who could be a good mentor to help them, you know, bridge that gap and, and move them uh, down that path. But, you know, one of the things that I find in my experience, and I, and I feel very strongly about this, is that I find that mentors are undervalued. And I don't say that just because of SCORE. I just have found that in general. And because a lot of business professionals say they want a mentor or they just say, oh, that person is a mentor, but they don't really have a relationship with them. So I don't, I, my sense was that people don't really understand what mentoring really is. And they don't really know how to effectively engage with a mentor, you know, to help them, you know, get to where they need to be. So to better understand mentoring and to get a clearer picture of what it all is, because it is a, a very, it's not a complex subject, but it, it really can be defined. Uh, we have the good fortune of having Trisha Beck with us today. Uh, Trisha is a SCORE volunteer from the Southern Arizona chapter and who's written an insightful and informative book on the subject of mentoring. It's called Mentoring Lifts and Inspires Women Empowering Women. So Tricia, welcome. Thank you very much, Armando. Yeah, welcome, Tricia. We're, we're really honored to have somebody who literally wrote the book on mentoring as our guest today. Yes. And I want to just go back to what you said a minute ago, Armando, because I think you're right. I think people don't understand what a mentor is at, at its heart. Um, and you'll see that as evidenced by a question we got for our question of the day segment later on. But um, 
so who better to ask than Tricia, right? So Tricia, in your book, you define what mentoring is, what the characteristics are for being a great mentor and as well as success, successful mentee. So before we get into the specifics of your book, we're anxious to learn about what prompted you to write this book. All right. Well, thank you very much, Tom. Uh, you know, I, I'm a lifelong learner and I have been passionate about human potential and learning development specifically. I think my background and uh, over three decades in public and private education at all different levels uh, stands out as, as a proof to that. I, I just really fascinated with human potential. And uh, in my encore career, I started a leadership training course, and it was face-to-face. -face. I graduated my second cohort on March 10th. Well, so you can't do trainings face-to-face. -face. And the, on March 11th, I was invited by Arizona Technology Council to sit as a speed mentor to talk to over 60 women in an hour on uh, leadership skills. So it was rotations of six to eight women every eight minutes. It was just intense. And what I heard from these women was that they were very, very hungry for mentoring, but that they were not getting it in the workplace. And so I stepped back and thought, you know, there's really a need there. Women are really hungry for mentoring. And so I decided during the pandemic, I would take that opportunity to, uh, write a book. And so I did it. And four months later, I self-published and it was a number one new release to my surprise. So um, I just, my, my, yeah, my objective really, I wanted a very simple, easy to read, kind of a resource guide that was not heavy academic, um, just, just very inviting to pick up and thumb through for mentors, mentees, or companies. Well, you know, I uh, heard about your book because we were in a meeting together and I heard that you were an author and then I heard the subject and I got really excited. I went out and bought the book that day. And so, you know, because I feel so passionate about mentoring on a number of different levels, but, you know, that's a great story. And what you said, it, it's no wonder that people have picked up your book, you know, right away. So I purposely have saved this question for myself because as I said earlier, people are really unclear about what mentoring is. So here you have the opportunity uh, to hear from a published author who's written a book on the subject, a subject matter expert. So Tricia, tell us how you define mentoring. Oh my gosh, you really set me up. Thanks, Armando. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, there, the word mentor, People hear the uh, story of Odysseus and, you know, he took off to go fight in the Trojan War and he left his son in the care of uh, his son Telemachus in the care of his dear friend, um, mentor. And I think that's kind of the myth origin, but depending on how you hear it, a Athena was a shapeshifter and Athena got fed up with mentor because he wasn't doing his job and she interceded and it was actually depending on the myth that you read it could be athena i'm sorry i digress that's not that's not where i meant to go with a little that, greek but... mythology there thank you yeah. perfect yeah, but, we're but, educating but, but, our audiences today yes <laughs> yeah um the mentoring really mentor the word mentor means a trusted guide 
And in the second half of my book, I have a, a compilation of stories from 29 women on how mentors impacted their life. And the majority of those mentors actually were men. An awful lot of them were men. And every one of those mentoring stories is a little different. Sometimes mentors serve a purpose for a short term, a long term. Um, it can be formal, informal, um, a, a deeper. But at its best, uh, it's the process of development of character rather than simply learning a skill. It's the process of sharing wisdom and not just knowledge because anyone can Google a question if you wanna know it. Typically it's a more experienced person but they do not necessarily have to be older. And in a workforce with five possible generations represented, it's not unusual for someone younger to mentor someone older. And I'll tell you personally, as a solo entrepreneur, I am constantly getting in a corner with technology. And when I reach out to be mentored, that mentor is usually about half my age. Yeah, so. I can attest to that myself, Tricia. My, my mentor is probably five years younger than me, but um, that doesn't in any way diminish how much I value his insights or experiences. And that, kudos to you, because I think that's the key to the whole process is, is to being open-minded to that. Um, you know, like I said, it's, it, it, mentoring can be in many different forms and applications, formal, informal, short, long. Um, it just depends on what the individual is needing and why they're, what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, and, you know, it, it, a mentoring relationship could last a lifetime, like Oprah Winfrey and Maya Angelou, for example. Yeah. Interesting. You know, I've, as a mentor myself, so I'm both a mentor and a mentee. Uh, I value both. As a mentor, I've often tried to tell my mentees that my job is not to tell you what to do. It's to give you something to consider or options to consider. And I think to me, I, that's a light bulb moment for a, a lot of people who think that they're going to go to a mentor and a mentor is just going to give them all the answers and tell them what to do and put them on their path. And I don't think that that's what mentorship should be, but you know, everyone's got their own approach. Let's turn it around now from a mentee's perspective and they are looking for a mentor now, which, you know, our audience is certainly open to being that we are representing score on this podcast. So one of your book, you talk about how people could go out and find a mentor and it's not as easy. I don't think it's just posting something on Facebook, but at score, we're, we have a system that matches skills, experience, geography. Um, you know, you could even go out in as a mentee, you can peruse our catalog of mentees and actually request a specific person. But what advice would you give to business owners who want to find a mentor in terms of what do they look for? How do they begin their search? How do they know that they found the right mentor? Um, excellent question. And I think the number one thing to do is to think about what your objective is. If you're the mentee and you think you want a mentor, you've got to be very specific about what major challenge or the area that you want to be mentored in. Once you're clear about that, then you can start refining your search. And, and it's kind of interesting uh, uh, in preparing to to write this book and reading a lot and researching as much as I could, I found it's not uncommon to have more than one mentor 
for different reasons. Could be a short-term, long-term, and maybe it's a very personal mentorship that lasts almost a lifetime. So being really crystal clear about your objective going into it is gonna help the search. Then <clears throat> with the search, uh, there, there are places like going to a professional convention or a seminar, you hear someone speak on the topic that is right up your alley, uh, contacting authors, uh, going on the internet, of course, there's LinkedIn, there are meetup groups, there are professional organizations. Um, you can also look in your workplace or networking group. And don't forget the low-lying fruit of your friends and family because they know you best and you don't know who they may know. So there are a lot of different places to look. And let's not forget SCORE either. Of course. <laughs> yes, just a plug there. Well, you know, Tom referenced it in his uh, earlier statement that, you know, one of the challenges we face here at SCORE is that, you know, people are sometimes disappointed because their expectation is, uh, from a mentee perspective, is that the mentor is going to do the work for them. And so we run into that. And, and our role is really to, you know, help to guide them, give them homework assignments, hold them accountable so that, you know, they can make progress. So we all have a specific role to play. So I wanted to see if you could say, you know, what you see and what you've written about the role and the responsibility of the mentee so that they can have a successful relationship with a person like you and Tom. Right. Mentees should really, really hold their mentor in high esteem if they want to have a successful experience. <clears throat> it's a mutually, uh, a, a relationship that's based on mutual respect. And, uh, you know, the fact that a mentor is devoting their most precious commodity, which is time, the way that a mentee can show respect and pay back the mentor for that investment is to show up with a growth mindset, ready to learn, set some realistic goals, show initiative, follow through, work on being a really exceptional listener, focus on building rapport and trust, encourage and acknowledge their mentor, and make sure that they're showing up with integrity and honoring confidentiality. And honestly, if, if a mentee is not willing to do some of the heavy lifting in the relationship with a mentor, maybe they're not suited for a solo entrepreneur. I, I don't know, or a business. Yeah, you, I really agree. And I think it's important for mentees to, to recognize this is that as a mentor, when you do give up your time and you're offering your wisdom, your experience, you know, at no cost, just because you want to give back. And then the mentee comes back after 30 days and there's a check-in. Did you do your homework? What did you find out? When the mentee says, oh, I haven't had a chance to do that yet. It's really deflating for the mentor because believe it or not, this mentor has a lot of pride in guiding you towards success. And if you fall short in your responsibilities, I think that's going to take the wind out of the sails of the mentor. So you just need to realize that you are playing an active role in this mentorship relationship as a mentee. And 
we hear this from mentors and we are constantly trying to recruit new mentors. So by all means, if you're listening to this and you have an inclination that you might want to become a mentor, please uh, visit one of our chapters, Southeast Michigan, Southern Arizona, the national branch. We will link to all of this in the show notes. And there's a button where it says volunteer, just click on the button and we'll guide you through it. So if, um, but let's talk about what makes a good mentor, because if somebody's listening to this and they're kind of trying to self-evaluate hmm, this mentorship for me, Obviously, you need to have a strong desire to give back because this is not a paid position, right? You need to be personally committed uh, to lifelong learning yourself. And so how do these attributes align with being a good mentor or what other characteristics do you think, Tricia, make up a good mentor? Well, Tom, I think you just mentioned some of the really important characteristics and and uh, because mentees will need to be vulnerable in their growth and development, it's critical to establish a relationship that's based on trust and mutual respect. And um, taking the time to get comfortable with one another through informal small talk up front and laying the groundwork for developing that rapport, I think is, is a critical component. Um, and then the other thing, in my years and years and years, decades of working with learners at all levels, I find the brain shuts down when we're critiqued. And when someone is trying to embrace a new skill or knowledge, uh, they need positive feedback along the way for those small steps that they make towards their goals to inspire and motivate them to, to go a little bit further. So focusing on progress and acknowledging growth is, is real important, trying not to be critique-based. Also, I am a strong advocate of exceptional listening. And... Um, Everyone benefits from being a better listener, uh, being a very active listener. And it is a skill and there are strategies that can help us improve our listening skills. Um, also, don't be afraid to give that advice because ultimately it's up to the mentee to decide whether it, to apply it in their situation or not. And above all, I, I think be patient, be prepared, be positive and be personable. Sounds like our slate process. You've delineated it very well. Well, you know, we, we do work to be respectful. We do pay attention. We don't want to, we, we want to encourage people to move forward and, and give them um, the motivation to, to take the next step because it's not easy to be uh, an aspiring business owner, especially if you don't know very much about business and you're moving into this you know, dark place that you don't really know. So, you know, at the top of the of the podcast, you talked about, uh, Tricia, how we're now working within five generations. And, you know, Tom pointed out one of the examples, which I also have, you know, I have a, a young stepson who's 19 years old, and he's already has an online business on Shopify. And so I had to go like, what's a Shopify, right? Is that like Spotify? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, so that there is that about all of us, you know, one being lifelong learners and then being able to learn from different people, whether they're older, younger, whether they're from different backgrounds, different countries. So maybe, Trisha, you can talk about why it's important to get this diversity of thought. Well, I, I, that's awesome. Uh, I think if 
if we want to understand the value of diversity, just look at nature. I mean, when there's an ecosystem that's thriving, it's thriving because there's a strong diversity within that ecosystem. And we should learn from that, that, uh, you know, today's workplace, like you said, we have different cultures, different generations, um, different genders, religious beliefs. And uh, there's no way that we can, we can fully understand another person's perspective without a willingness to be open to learning and setting our own paradigm about how things should be. Just set that aside, have an open mind and be willing to apply empathy in all of our interactions. And, and as you alluded to also, I, I was thinking the Gen Zers might not know what a switchboard operator is or how to how to operate a dial-up phone. You put them in a room and they just would look at it and go, what is that thing? Yeah, however, take that. however, they also could probably create a million dollar business on their smartphone. I can't do that. So there's, there's terrific value in um, considering that we don't know what we don't know, but I, by embracing the ideas of other people that are, that are different than ourselves and their unique perspective could birth a brilliant solution or, or innovative idea that didn't exist in our own schema. So have a growth mindset, be curious about what we can learn from others. Love it. Well, this is great. Before we move on to our question of the day segment, and don't worry, Armando, the question of the day is not what is Shopify? So oh, you're- gee, that's a good thing. <laughs> And I'm glad I'm not the subject matter expert on that. Yeah, okay, don't worry. I'm, I'm resisting every temptation to use the uh, Twitter um, quip, okay, boomer. And I won't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I won't. Ouch. Uh, and I'm always saying, okay, zoomer to my kids because they don't understand anything about, you know, life yet. So, okay. So question of the day, before we move on to that though, let's, uh, Trisha, tell us where people can find your book. Um, and anything else that you got coming up, um, I understand there's a, an event coming up. So give us a little details on how to find you, how to find the book, and how to learn more about this event. All right. Yes. Well, thank you. Uh, the book is Mentoring Lifts and Inspires, Women Empowering Women. Although I've had some men give me some uh, really great reviews saying it was very insightful about how how to approach women as well as far as mentoring goes. And that can be purchased. It's available on Kindle or paperback through Amazon. And folks, listeners could search by title or my name, Trisha Beck, under author. I also have an online self-paced course called Mentors Rise. And that's just www.mentorsrise.com. And my website is beckleadership.com. And yes, I have an event coming up. I'm really excited. If this is, I think it's going to be pretty, pretty well received and we'll probably repeat it once a quarter. We're calling it mentoring moments because speed mentoring is a little too fast. But um, on January the 24th, I will be collaborating with the Encore Academy to host our very first mentoring moments. It will be a free virtual speed mentoring event for women with a diverse lineup of amazing mentor panelists. And they can, listeners can email me if they want information about that. I don't have a website for it yet. 
perfect. Well, we'll link to all of this in the show notes so people can find okay. you, find the book, find the event. So if you're driving while you're listening, please do not be trying to jot this down. Uh, you can always find all of the information, the resources that we discuss in the show notes, both at uh, wherever you found the podcast, as well as at our website, se, I'm sorry, score.semichigan.org. All right, great. So let's move on to the question of the day. And this question is right in your wheelhouse, but I also want to get Armando's perspective as well. So I'll just tee it up here. Uh, It comes from uh, one of our followers on Facebook, Lisa. And she asked, this is a, a perfect poignant question for today. How do I know if I need a mentor, a coach, a business partner, or a consultant? And what's the difference between all of those? And that's to me or yes. to- what, why don't you start? Okay. Well, you know, one of the, one of the easiest distinctions is a coach asks questions. A mentor typically gives advice. A coach also is, um, is a little bit, they, they may not be very experienced in the field that the mentee needs help in or the particular subject matter they need help with. They're great at helping to clarify a goal or change a habit. Um, And and it's usually for a shorter period of time than a mentoring relationship. Consultants are typically hired by a company to solve a specific task and they don't necessarily address the performance of an individual. And as far as a business partner, I'm not real sure I I can talk to that because Maybe you have a business partner who is your mentor, or maybe your mentor, you guys strike it off so well that you decide to become business partners. So um, I don't know, Um, Armando, maybe you can speak to that. Sure, I I can add to that because I do have a business partner. And kind of the way that we work is that I have a specific set of skills and this other person has a specific set of different skills that I don't have. And so in combination, what we try to do is create an enterprise, recognizing each of our strengths and each of our uh, areas of opportunity for improvement. Uh, But we've come together because we have a a really good idea. We have a good, a similar vision. We know we have different skill sets and we proceed that way. Uh, But we do, you know, challenge each other because really what we're trying to do is be better performers at what we do. So in that respect, there is a little bit of a mentoring aspect to that and a, and a coaching aspect to that. I like what you said, Tricia, about a coach. I, th- I think a coach will be well-suited to address behaviors maybe and um, mindset. So think of like a fitness coach, whereas a mentor should have either domain experience. So there you have experience in the industry that you're working in, or they have subject matter expertise. So you're trying to solve a marketing problem. You want to find a marketing expert in an ideal scenario. You're finding someone with subject matter expertise who also has domain experience as well. All right. Well, this is great. Um, If you have a question for the question of the day segment, again, go to the show notes, find our Facebook page, our LinkedIn page, enter a comment anywhere you like on any post. We'll find it. We'll track it down. You can also, uh, if you want to do it privately, you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, Armando on LinkedIn and send us a private message as well. Uh, Armando, uh, what else do we have today? Well, I think that's it. Um, Thank you, Tricia, for giving us the benefit of your insights and the opportunity to get to know you. And, you know, you're a a really valuable resource for all of us at SCORE. So thank you very much. 
Thank you. It's a pleasure to be uh, newly associated with SCORE and to be on the program. I, I appreciate and I love your enthusiasm, all of you. <laughs> well, you're a natural fit, Tricia, because you, you bring a lot to the table, as Armando mentioned earlier. So thank you again for joining us on the podcast and for joining SCORE. So thank you for listening to today's SCORE podcast. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur or small business owners in the early stage of a business, this podcast is produced by SCORE to deliver information you can use to become a successful business owner. Join us again for another edition of our SCORE podcast, where small business matters. Thank you for listening to the SCORE podcast, where small business matters. For show notes, additional resources, and access to the tools discussed in this episode, please visit us at semichigan.score.org.